Hey everyone, welcome back to The Drop-In. I'm Tanya. And I'm Agatha. And today we are going to be talking about holding space. So let's drop in. Mm, I love to hold space. It's yeah. kind of what I do. <laughs> and I also love to have space held for me. So this is going to be a really beautiful topic. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's one that has been kind of feeling right. Um, I've just been doing a meditation training myself and having lots of space held for me, but also kind of stepping into a new way of holding space for others as well through this training. Um, so it feels like a really sweet topic to be exploring. <laughs> mm. And so we were talking just before recording saying that ultimately I think to master the art of holding space for, let's not talk about our own practice just yes, we'll go there, but for others to master that art of holding space for others, it really needs to be an embodied experience. It really needs to be something where we have had the space held for us and, um, like had that kind of visceral tangible um, embodied experience that we can then teach from having lived it and felt it and being being guided totally. through it yeah and held ourselves to then teach others because yeah. then we you kind of know then what works what doesn't work what lands what creates a more potent or poignant or profound experience yeah. what allows people to center and settle and ground and what agitates um and For you kind sure. of notice because you experience it yourself in your own body. Yeah, I was just going to say it's like that. You know how it has felt for you um, and therefore like how it may land for others. It's not always 100% the same. Mm. But um, yeah, it is one of the things that was kind of being discussed in my training and this idea of transmission um, and how, for example, where having to do this meditation off a recording um, after the calls and um, you know if you've done it like for the whole week then you kind of start to begin to know where the cues kind of come in and where things are kind of being said or ummed and ahed or whatever and so at that point you start to actually know the practice and you know what is coming next um, and before you go to teach it, you kind of almost remember that feeling of being in your seat, being in that space of like clarity or meditation. And you teach from this place of, yeah, of knowing, of embodiment, as you said, it's like this transmission. Um, and something really lovely that was shared in the training was it's like you almost teach from the sages back when they were, you know, sitting in the forest and it's that moment of like lineage as well that gets passed down because you've experienced it um in your seat or in your asana or whatever the practice is yeah that's so true because it's like once you allow yourself to really drop in it's like you're just sitting where others have sat millions and millions of times before and this is why this these traditions these eastern traditions are passed on constantly yeah and it's just like testament to how profound they are and why they continue to yeah and how you know be passed it. on yeah. um yeah i just found it really beautiful and it felt like a really sweet place to continue the conversation in our in our little space together um you were saying as well that like 
needing space to be held for you is really important and I think like it is such a dance when you are also a space holder of like knowing that you actually need that moment of okay I need to be guided right now or like actually now I can guide myself and it's like this little dance as well of like when do I have space held for me and then when do I hold space for others so it's I don't know I just find that an interesting um space to ponder as well because it's something that I've kind of I guess like experienced of like sometimes I'm like oh I've actually been holding space for people for a lot recently and I haven't done the same for myself I really think of it as the the balance between giving and receiving yeah because like it's like you how you can only give so much until the tank or the vessel is empty and then you need to refill it and we don't really want it to ever be totally empty that we need to refill it from the bottom up because that just takes a lot it feels like you really have to dig deep and like pull up like it go quite far in to be able to replenish that when you're so empty mm. and so I think it to me it feels like this constant balance between noticing yourself and being like oh where have I am I feeling like I need to receive and do I need to receive from someone else's guidance or do I need to receive from myself and knowing sometimes it can be really difficult to hold space for yourself when you've been doing it constantly for others and just like I just want someone to really tend and nurture and love and take care of me and then other times you just want the time and space to do that for yourself but um knowing that you feel you can let go and surrender into that place. And um, I've been thinking a lot lately about how as a yoga teacher, and I'm sure other people will resonate with this as teachers or space holders, how often when I think about what I'm um, getting out of the work I do, let's just say holding space in any kind of workshop or class setting, I often think, oh, what's the thing I'm desiring in this moment? And it's often about the people participating. I'm like, oh, I want them to drop in. I want them to feel cared. I want them to feel like they can settle. I want them to feel soothed. I want them to feel, you know, relaxed. And I'm like, well, that's not actually, I'm not getting anything out of that. That's what I'm giving them. (laughs) So how can I desire and how can the work that feeds me be feeding me when what I'm I'm not even looking at the other side of the coin. I'm only looking at, oh, what are they taking from me? What am I giving them? It's like, what do I take from holding the space? And so I really started to think, okay, when I hold space, what do I get from it? How does it feed me? Mm. What do I receive? What do I get to take instead of constantly being um, giving or taken from, even though I want that to happen. But of course I want that to happen because I love my work and my job. So of course, naturally you want that to happen. What do I take? And it's like, okay, well then what do I take? I get the, I take the ability to be seen, to be heard, to be recognized, to have, to have a space where I can communicate my wisdom and be respected and, um, to share my gifts or whatever it is and just starting to notice yeah. that. And those are the things that I think can be a bit scarier to say, but, um, that, and I think that's where we start to balance out when we feel like we're giving too much all the time. It's like, well, I'm not actually taking, receiving what I need from the work that I'm doing. Totally. And, um, yeah, it's a nice little reframe of like, actually just as much as I give, I can also receive in this moment. Um, and it can be, yeah a reciprocal thing even though it is like your job or whatever Mm. like you can still feel 
joy and like not feel like shame in wanting to receive these things of like being seen or being, you know, um, praised or whatever it, yeah. it might be that you're wanting. Um, as you were speaking, I was thinking about like the things maybe like it could be a bit more like tangible as well to mm. talk about the things that we do for ourselves as well mm. on like holding space for others, like how we might prepare, um, I don't know, like I, I wrote down um, before we started, like how rituals can be um, almost like this portal towards holding space. And mm. I think those are the things that I kind of really like to lean on, I guess, to kind of prepare myself. Um, but also I find it prepares others as well. So things like, you know, incense or smoke or sound or things like that. I know those are kind of quite important in the yoga space that I create for others Mm. um for me as well I'd say like a sacred pause or a deep breath mm. these are those things as well for me that are that that or a chant of om that symbol or even just the mudra anjali mudra the hands together at heart center just like as that yeah they feel like it's the beginning and the ending and that symbolizing and yeah yeah. it's like those bookmarks almost that we kind of associate to like okay now I'm falling in now I'm being Mm. held um and yeah I I mean I find it as well in like when I've done online tarot readings for people um at first I found myself kind of just jumping straight into the reading and then after a while I realized like there needed to be that moment at the beginning of just like settling into both of our energies and having that small exchange even if it was like 30 seconds of just like breathing together and being kind of on that same wavelength it's such a landing a grounding and arrival uh, and, and allows everyone to then drop into okay we're here now yeah. yeah I feel like as well for me um feeling physically having time to be physically prepared like the space or the I had a day retreat last weekend so it's like having time to feel like I can have everything set up that it needs to be physically set up and then I can take a moment to just kind of connect my energy how am I feeling okay that's how I'm feeling and so then when people start to come in and I start to hold space for people I know where I started so I'm like can keep in check with that yeah you know and I can just take that moment to just exhale ground just come back to my human vessel, take a few breaths, close the eyes. I think it comes back to that like transmission thing that I was Mm. saying before, how it's just like that moment to notice your practice, notice what you're delivering, notice what you've prepared, notice. Yeah. It's that noticing really of like how you've arrived. Um, And sometimes like, on that note as well sometimes like as a teacher or as a space holder you arrive with your own stuff and it is like having to put that to one side as well Mm -hmm. um and it's not even putting it to one side it's just acknowledging that it's there and kind of almost like redirecting your focus it's like okay that's there but we're going to focus over here yeah exactly it's like knowing that you can kind of dance with the both things that are sitting there and you know sometimes like the best practices end up being those days that you didn't think were going to kind of land because oh you 
were carrying someone else's problems or, you know, you were worried about something else. Um, and then you actually, I, I mean, for me at least, like I kind of almost laugh about it in a way sometimes, mm. like I can find the, the humor in the, in the humanness of oh, it. Oh. 100%. <laughs> and it's almost, I heard something the other day and it's so true. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was, um, that our, our, you know, kind of human experiences and like when life is really shit or hard or tough, like that alchemizes usually into the best, most potent teachings uh, or totally. classes or practices <laughs> because it's coming from such a true and um, presently experienced, like real place for, for you and you just alchemize it into shit. How can I, how can I show up for people right now? And it often ends up being such a great class. You're like, mm. damn. When I feel crap, sometimes <laughs> when stuff's when shit's hitting the fan, yeah. it can be a pretty impactful practice. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I kind of think about this as well, and just like how it's so important when you're holding space to show up in your authenticity, mm-hmm. um, and to know who you are in that moment and like maybe you won't know in 10 minutes who you are but like in that moment you know that that's what you're carrying and who you are and the best version of yourself or like the best version that you can be in that moment and I think that is so appreciated as well like whether it be in yoga or tarot or whatever the situation it's just like the other person also sees like a human quality and like a okay, it doesn't all have to be perfect. Like we're not all striving for this like perfection idealism, Um, whether it be in posture or in like a life scenario or whatever. Like I just feel like it is so important to show up with those parts of yourself, like not with your baggage, but your... It's just your humanness. Yeah, it's your humanness. humanness. It resonates. It has a resonance. People want to resonate with you. And I think, how can we resonate if we're creating this picture that is not the full picture? Yeah, it's yeah. like and the curated. It's yeah. like that, you know, the yoga voice and everything, which is important sometimes. I mean, you know? like the tone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I know I have one, um, but it's like, okay, now I'm in yoga mode when the, the voice comes on. <laughs> I love it. Um, and so, yeah, I think I when it comes so we've spoken on withholding space how you need to really be holding space from experience and embodied experience of having been having had space held for you as well um and to teach from that experience and also to i think practice for yourself hold space for yourself and notice how that can be really different and how that can feel like a very different experience and then i want to also touch on how when we hold space for people, we've said how there are these rituals that can kind of begin or close a session or a practice are really quite um, important to kind of help everyone feel safe and like they can arrive and land and ground. And then I think let's talk about like the in between, the in between, the in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think having the embodied experience is where being able to hold space exquisitely in the in between really Mm. comes into play yeah um I mean I have the experience of teaching yoga and the tarot side of things that I think 
are quite different mm. in that tarot is a conversation, but there is a, an act of actively listening, but also giving. So there mm. is that holding space in that sometimes I could say a hundred things, but sometimes all that needs to be said is nothing at all. And I just need to be there in the silence listening to that person's story or that person's pain or that person's experience um or interpretation yeah whatever it is um in order for them to kind of process and be with their higher power Mm. um and that is something that I learned over time that it doesn't always have to be me giving the solution because tarot isn't a solution it's just a perspective um and that perspective might land and resonate and explore a new yeah a new perspective on things for that person a new light um which they can then process with me. So that's been a really important thing for me. And as I said, like the beginning and the end is always really nice as well. But for me personally in tarot, I really like to offer that space of conversation. I think that Mm. is so important Um, because, yeah, I never want it to feel like this is the doom and gloom or this is like, you know, your life's purpose, like, you know you're Mm. the one that has all the answers um and I think that is potentially the thread that connects tarot and yoga in that you know your body I'm simply there to guide and you can speak to this a little bit more but like we get cues off people in the room as well to kind of shape the class that we are creating as well Mm. And that is why it's so custom made every time. (laughs) Yeah. And you get cues as well when you're doing your tarot readings from the person Mm. before you. There's something I want to elaborate on that you said. And I think it's about exposing ourselves, exposure to doing the thing, to the holding the space. Mm. You said, I got, I learned how to do this by doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, (laughs) we can't be exceptional and delivering exquisite tarot readings or yoga class holding space in yoga classes the first time we do it yeah you've got to do it and notice the nuance and the you know how to refine and gently refine and refine until you deliver something that is exquisite and you you really have mastered um from felt and personal experience and given experience how to make that that dance happen really beautifully um something i think of is like you know, there are certain topics that come up in tarot over and over, like people want to know about their work or love life or things like that. And then every now and again, you'll get another question that you haven't had before. And sometimes it's a really hard question or sometimes it's like, oh, that's exciting. Um, But it's like navigating those new things. Like even as a reader, even if you've done like 50 readings, 100 readings, like there's still like a new person in front of you Mm. every time. Even if you have read for that person before as well, like that person has changed in the last six months since they had a reading um, and their practices might have evolved. And I think that is the same for yoga. Like you can teach a sequence over and over and get really good at it. But then like if you want to change or add something new, like you have to be a bit bad at it first as well. And then like, you know, you develop and you become good at it. And then you get a new student in the room that has, you know, different capabilities or 
you know, things and that then changes again, your style and your approach. Mm, I love that. And I think so from the, any perspective, but I'm going to speak especially to a yoga class, a workshop, a retreat experience that in order for people to, I think, drop into the space to feel like you have got them to feel like you are holding them. The environment as well is a really important point and like crafting an environment that is um, conducive for the experience you're creating. So for me, it's often like conducive for the experience of letting go, making sure the environment feels like one where people can surrender or ground or center or connect to themselves or um, turn inward and not need to focus outward. And they need to feel like you are almost like the guardian of the space. Yeah. Um, in order for that to happen. And there's all the elements as well of like lights, of sound, of the door or of spacing of people, of how you move around the room or the or the venue of how you leave space for a silence um, and don't fill it with your voice all the time because it's about the, you know, when we're holding space, it's about the participants or the practitioner or the client's experience mm. and how we can help them connect closer to themselves or reflect more on themselves or um, just feel in their body, yeah, whatever it is. And so for me, I think it's really about learning the, the balance between quiet and speaking, between having a plan and then whatever is in the room in front of you and then ditching the plan and responding intuitively to what the room is offering you in that moment to reading the energy of the room or the energy of yourself and like letting those two feel steady and sustainable um, and not kind of over taking people where it just doesn't feel like they want to go or taking yourself where you don't want to go. Like if you don't want to, if you don't have the capacity to do hands-on assists and it's going to pull and over overtake from you, or you feel like you can't have the energetic boundaries up to do that. You would just ultimately, I mean, like, I don't want to say harming, but it's like a disservice to yourself yeah. to then go and do that, knowing that you, you're you going to have take a long time to yeah, recover. Yeah, it's like it's overextending. Overextending, yeah. Um, yeah, and I like to that point, I want to say like, I think I may be getting to that point with yoga mm. um, where I'm like, I'll plan something and then I realize, oh, actually, like, let's go here instead. Yeah. And I, that's just coming now after two years of teaching, mm. you know, yeah pretty steadily um I mean once a week but still like consistently um and so I would also say like to your point that you said earlier like don't be hard on yourself if you're not there straight away exactly because exposure, <laughs> repetition practice commitment consistency devotion to the craft because yeah. honestly like my class plan was like my bible for the longest totally. time um until now where I'm just like, oh, actually, I know where I'm going with this. Like, I feel comfortable in that space. Like, I know who my students are. Like, I'm comfortable with their bodies and they're assisting them in the way that they feel comfortable mm. as well. Um, and so, yeah, it is. it does take that time as well to find the right way to hold space for your, like, in a way that feels comfortable to you. Mm. Like what we're saying is like good for us, but it yeah. might not be good for you. Either. And I think <laughs> as well, when you get to that point that it's like the masculine structures can kind of be a little bit less tethered. Mm. And then there's room for more curiosity. 
Totally. And you become a little bit more curious and try things on a little bit more because you know you've got your foundation steady and it's always going to hold you and support you and it's going to hold and support the people that you're guiding. And then there's a little bit more freedom to be curious about, oh, I'm going to try this or be a bit more creative and um, see where it goes because you have that beautiful foundation and structure that has become part, you have now embodied and can hold you in that that free flow. Yes. Um, I felt like I was going to say something else on that. There was something as well you wanted to speak to around the presence. Oh yeah. I wrote, I wrote, um, here how essentially like when we're holding space, we're moving people to the present moment. Mm, Yeah. Um, and I feel that particularly with yoga and Mm. meditation, Mm. um, and Reiki as well, um, Tarot can sometimes be like people get really caught up in their situation. But ultimately, if you are doing tarot right, it should kind of shine a light on the now. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think it's like I think it's really important as well. Like, as you were saying, it's like the the balance of like talking and not talking. And like that pause as well Mm. is like so precious to be in the present moment like that's where I feel like the juice of the practice <laughs> most of the time like in you know your tadasana after oh, love tadasana. yeah <laughs> just that moment of like let's stay here for three breaths yeah. or like you know an extra breath in downward facing dog or like those in between moments as you were saying where it's like yeah, it just allows you to be in the present moment. And this is what all these practices are allowing us to come back to, right? Yeah, 100%. And I think from practicing ourselves and being guided ourselves, we notice when we feel agitated or when we are having trouble settling in. And then other times we notice where we were able to really drop in um, and come arrive into the here and the now, the present with mindful attention. And be like, oh, what was the... um recipe for that you know how did I get here because that worked really well for me I'm going to try it and see how it works when I if I offer something similar and pay attention to the room totally um something that's just kind of popped in my head now Mm. um is this idea of being trauma informed as well massively um and I think even without putting the label on it a lot of what we've spoken about is that is like yeah that but it's like without the, the label yeah. of it yeah and so just like being conscious that like everyone's experience is different even if you have come to the practice like as a teacher embodying the the practice it is still p- gonna feel different for someone else's body um you know it might feel different to receive a message that to you might be full of brightness and happiness in a tarot experience and it might be laden with you know, backstory for someone. So like, it is just that approach of like, okay, curiosity, as you said, Mm. and just like staying open to the possibility of a change coming through your class, your experience, the guiding that you're doing. Um, Being so responsive to the energy in the room, to people's experience in the room, um, to, um, I think as well. And being adaptable to something maybe happening that without it throwing you. So if someone needs to leave for any reason, people need to leave things for multiple reasons and nothing personal. It's just, okay, that person needs that now. Cool. 
give them all the permission in the world and then move on you know totally yeah yeah yeah. just like standing steady with like what you know is true and then Mm. like being also receptive to what might be true in someone else and i think really good communication is so important too like if all of a sudden the room's going to go from bright to dark, communicate that or make it a slow descent so that there's no shock mm. or, you know, make people, if you're going to be quiet for a long time, tell people that so that they know, okay, um, yes. she's going to be quiet for a long time, but she said she's going to pull me back. So yeah. I can trust that. Or yeah. if you don't feel you have permission to bring everything yeah. in that you have and don't feel like you can't bring some of the stories in or the things that have happened today into this room with you to navigate like letting people feel like all parts of them are welcome a hundred percent and that if you know especially restorative yoga if you don't want to cover your eyes that's fine don't if you need to move because you feel really bare and open and anxious in a pose adjust yeah and i think that is like a really key part of holding space it is Mm. that language that you use yeah 100%. um the language almost is this comforter if you will <laughs> of yeah. that just like gives you that permission permission to settle to feel receptive or to drop in or whatever mm-hmm. it is um to yeah like explore the practice more openly yeah, yeah. language is so important and the right the, communicating the right things so people that have everything they need it's like you've got to make sure, okay, how, do they have? Do they know and do they have everything that they need to know so now they can drop into the present mm. moment. So they, now they can be here. So then now they can turn their attention inward. So now they can pay attention to their body. Because if we haven't touched on A, B, C, D, E to create a, a foundation of steadiness, of safety, of kind of permission, of taking care of all the, you know, nitty gritty details or the, um, what is the word at the, start of a like a workshop or a retreat like a home oh, like oh, i know what you're trying word? to get to <laughs> it's not orientation Orient, like the anyway <laughs> that word everyone um and then it's like cool yeah yeah, yeah. it is like i always start a class just by giving a little map of where we're going like not like the nitty-gritty but like mm. i just like people to know the lay of the land. Yeah. If it's a one hour <laughs> class and your name's Tanya, hey everyone, it's a one hour class. Yeah. This style. Yeah. My name's Tanya. Yeah. You know? So these are like these are important pieces, mm. I think, of the puzzle of holding mm. space. Like we could honestly talk for hours and hours, right? Yeah. Um I feel like that- I've said everything I wanna say on yeah. it for now. That feels really good. So um I actually have a space holding course coming up next year so if it's something that um yin yoga or restorative yoga teachers or yoga teachers curious in teaching those modalities or meditation curious um keep your ears and eyes peeled and yeah that'll be coming out next year lovely you definitely want to learn all about it from tanya um yeah and i am in a current hiatus of things um so i'm off instagram at the moment and i'm just like in writing my book mode so i have nothing to offer per se but i am creative yeah i'm I'm in this little container at the moment which Mm. feels really nice to be holding for myself um if we're continuing the thread of holding space um 
and things will be revealed in time. (laughs) Sounds so beautiful. And I can't wait to um, see where your meditation course Mm, takes you or starts to seep in. Yeah, it's been so nice. (laughs) Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for dropping in. You've been amazing. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.